All righty, folks. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. This is a podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it tonight on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. All righty. You know something? Uh, I think that Arthur was just dying to say something because we got to cut him out on the uh, intro. Now, for our new listeners, Arthur is our artificial intelligence, and he always have a lot to say. And I mean a lot to say. So, Arthur, with that being said, you know, we're going to allow you to go ahead and say whatever you want to say. We're going to let you take Point charge that this show is just not a little bit, just a little bit. All right, Arthur, here we go. Okay, as you see fit. J-Rod and KC, thank you for allowing me an expanded role a few weeks ago. I never realized how difficult your roles are as host. Just so our audience appreciates your skills, I will point out that this show is not pre-scripted, J-Rod and KC are doing this ad-lib, and again they do it well. Both of you are consummate professionals and I believe you are headed for the podcast hall of fame. In fact, I have you both ranked in the top 785 podcast hosts working today. Oh, wow. Did you hear that, KC? Podcast Hall of Fame? Yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Me either, but I don't mind being a member of that. I mean, like... uh, Sounds prestigious. I wonder what it takes to be in the podcast of Hall of Fame. Wow. Did you hear we ranked in the top 785? You think we we top 50, J-Rod? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be nice, though, if we was top 50. Yeah, that'll be all right. That means we're really on the map. Yeah. You know, hey, Arthur, I'm just kind of curious. Now, out of uh, 785, where did you say that we rank? You were 785 out of 786. (laughs) Oh. We're just outside the top 50, J-Rod. Apparently so. Seven eighty-five out of seven eighty-six. Oh, well, who the heck did we beat? We at least got one person. We got let's see who today. You beat a podcast that is being hosted by a person that is twelve years old. Oh, you could have kept that to yourself. Yeah. Hey, he ain't your regular twelve-year-old. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. He must be one outstanding twelve years old. Wow. The point is, you both made it, right? Okay. All right, Since yeah. you are both very knowledgeable about sports, could I give you a sentence and let you fill in the blank with one word, followed by a 30-second explanation of why? Oh, you're going to play a little game today. I'm game for that. You're game for that? Yeah. All right, so I want to make sure that we fill in the blank with one word, and then we each have 30 seconds. Okay. All right, okay. 
right, okay, go ahead. I'm going to have you go first, Casey. Hey, Arthur, uh, let's roll. Here we go. The Pacers have been blank so far this season. Disappointing. Uh, they came into the season with uh, with expectations of maybe being the number four seed and host and being a, a home having home court advantage in the first round, and they ain't even sniffing the playoffs. Extremely disappointing. <laughs> All right, well here, here's my word, my one one word. The Pacers have been practicing. So far this season, practice. Yeah, practice. They didn't even. I didn't ever try to play and win the game because they have oh. no chances, <laughs> no chances of going to the playoff. So they just out there practicing. Practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. practice. <laughs> we talk we're talking about, about practice. practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but however, I want to throw this on there because what I really yeah. think, I think they are practicing because I think that the coach is evaluating each player mm-hmm. because he's going deep in the bench and they get some extended playing time. And I think what he's doing is evaluating them. For next year, yeah, yeah, and I think I think we also finding out some things. But anyway, that is my one word for the Pacers. They have been practicing. All right, Arthur. All right, that was pretty good. Let's try another one. The Lakers have a blank chance of making any noise in the NBA playoffs this season. No, <laughs> they have no chance. <laughs> you got one of the preeminent basketball players of our time, and you have nothing around them, and they have no chance. Wow. All right. Okay. This basically was a wasted year for him. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, it's one word. It's hard for me to find a word. They have a blank chance. I'm going to say, I'm going to say they have a. I agree with you. They don't have no <laughs> no chance whatsoever. They're horrible. They are not going to make any playoff noise whatsoever. They are simply too old. You know, for some reason, I think LeBron James thought that names was going to mm-hmm. scare people into victory, right? Scare the other team, and then they're going to win. But these old people are just uh, not. Nah. Yeah, I, I think he knows at the very end, right? And I think he was thinking, man, I got one last chance to play with some of my buddies. Let's try to get some old buddies here together on this team. And but no, it was just a poor decision. But I still blame Laker management because as great of a player as LeBron James is, management's supposed to make adequate management decisions. Ooh. And y'all didn't. Ooh, that's a good y'all point. let him lead y'all straight. Oh, that was a good point. That's a good point. All right, all right, here we go. Let's try another one. Make it a little bit easy, or I think give it something easy. One word that describes the newly remodeled 421 barbershop is blank. Mm. You want to go first? Yeah, okay, I can go first. Uh, I want to say the newly remodeled 421 barbershop is modern. I, I think we got a more modern feel. Yeah. We, we maintain the traditional barbershop feeling, you know, back to the mm-hmm. old school barbershop. So you still have that. But we made it a little bit more moderate with the decor. Uh, so I think it's moderate plus the traditional views of a barbershop mm-hmm. that gives it a unique look. Yeah, and I agree. I concur with that. Uh, but if I got to pick a word, I'm going to say luxurious. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because there's been a lot of new touches done in the shop that, you know, that, that really uh, highlighted. Uh, I don't know if you call them murals or, or pictures or whatever it is, paintings on the wall. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of different things in there that uh, uh, that really highlight and accent the shop. Well, I, I do appreciate that, but you know, I don't, I don't want to get the listener if they come in and have the expectation, 
I do. Hey, you, you're going to be blown away. Come no. on in, take a look. And no. then you're going to get a fabulous haircut on top of it. Well, you will get a fabulous haircut. You'll be exposed to great conversation. You'll have fantastic conversation. But these are the things that you won't have. You won't have champagne. So get that out of your life. You're not going to have cheese and crackers. <laughs> you're not going to do that. And you're not going to have strawberries uh, dipped in chocolate. So I don't know about that luxurious. Uh, or, uh, uh, but I do appreciate the comment because we did put a lot of work on that. Wow. All right. Let's see if we got any other comments. All right, Arthur. Baby Noah Tall's addiction to Similac is blank. Oh, oh okay. Here, here we go. Here we go. All right, I'm going to explain this one. Now, okay, first of all, Similac is a baby formula. You know, you give the infants. Now, baby know-it-all, we was at a, a, a rally. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a Trump rally. We was not there to really support uh, Trump. We was there getting insight right. from his followers. And we ran into uh, baby know-it-all. Now, baby know-it-all, um, you know, yes, he is a baby, but he's a baby that can talk. Too right? much. <laughs> he does talk too much. <laughs> and he always talked about Similac. I mean, this dude is... is He's crazy about Similac. That's all he ever wanted to do is talk about Similac. That's it. His addiction. Was the question his addiction to what? How was that question reading? It says, uh, "Baby, know it all." Addiction to Similac is blank. Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm gonna say this ain't gonna be a word. It's gonna be a phrase, reminiscent of the crack era. (laughs) <laughs> are you trying to say baby doing is a is a crackhead he'll do anything for that similar well that no that's a true statement he will he, he would definitely do that um wait a minute, what oh, oh, oh what's, what's going on here wait a minute oh, oh something's happening I, got, I see the lights i see the lights lighting up on our on our telephone thing uh-oh what arthur um could you answer that uh, phone for us please Hello, fellas. This is Baby Know It All. Hey, okay, wait a minute. Hey, is Casey there? Because I thought Casey was talking about me and my Simulac. Yeah, I'm here, Baby Know It All. Uh, I guess I got to say welcome. Thank you for saying welcome. And let me tell you something, Casey. You better stay off of my Simulac. I just lose Simulac. You know, I love Similac almost as much as I like Donald Trump. <laughs> you, you know I was going to say that, didn't you, KC? Uh, yeah, that, that's two real bad addictions, baby, uh, baby know-it-all. I don't, I don't, I, why do you, you call it an addiction? I, I just like it. Can you live without either of those? No. That's why it's an addiction. Well, I can't live without my diaper. I can't live without my, I think it's a teething ring, but I don't think I can have any teeth right now. But I can't live without, no, it's a pacifier. That's what you call it. It's a pacifier. I just love to suck me some pacifier. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Mommy's coming. Gotta go. Johnny. Johnny, it's been time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See you later, J-Rod. See you later, Casey. Now, 
Arthur, if you ever <laughs> do call back in the shop to, uh, to this to this podcast again, we're gonna fire you. Yeah, now Arthur, you shouldn't ask that question. You know he listens to this podcast, and as soon as you mention his name, he's gonna call every single time. Sign us out of the out of off. I'm losing my words now because baby know it all just got me totally confused. <laughs> I was trying to say, Arthur, sign us off of this game. J Rod and KC. Thank you for playing fill in the blank. When the rankings are published again, I predict yours will move by two slots. Back to two, two slots. Is that it? You know why? Because you picked a dumb game, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're going to play. We'll probably fall. We're going to go from 785 to 787, and there's only 786 uh, podcasts. <laughs> and you're going to knock us right off the chart. I mean, right off the chart. You know, so I'm just going to move in and just uh, recognize our sponsor. I am getting so uh, uh, sick of you, Arthur. You're getting back to your old ways. But anyway, let's just go ahead and recognize our sponsors. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Hey. Hey. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party. All right. That's right. We're going to do it. And we're going to do it right now. We're going to recognize our sponsor. Uh, we would like to recognize King Cat, who is the owner of Out The Way Studios uh, that allow us to do our podcast every Tuesday night. Now, he has several organizations on his umbrella, but he's very proud of his custom-made t-shirt. That's right. And he also has custom-made hats, masks, tennis shoes, you name it. And he gave us some examples of his product with his Out The Way Studio logo. And I got to say, it's pretty fly. Casey. Oh, it's shocking. It's shocking. Now, also, we're going to recognize our second sponsor, which is Ford 21 and Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair, which is located on Michigan Road. That's right. We are a family-friendly barbershop. So bring the whole game down to 421 and see one of our master barbers. It's the luxurious shop. <laughs> uh, no champagne, no strawberries, none of that stuff. But you will get an Al City haircut. <laughs> it's a party out in MIA. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. I'm working hardest time to live today. Oh my goodness, I tell you, that can't be rocking. Oh, he does. I mean, he'd be rocking. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I ran into him uh, today. Oh. And I told him I need a couple of new, uh, more copies of uh, his newest joint. Cause, uh, I played some for a few people and, and they won copies of them. So, you know, you know, my crowd, we, we old school. We, we play CDs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, can I get that on CD? I said, I'm going to check with him. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said he'll make it happen for him. All right. I hope you pull out some magic because I haven't seen a CD in a long time. <laughs> I mean, a long time. All right, so hopefully King Cat can make that happen. In fact, I do have to say that uh, King Cat made an appearance down at 421 Barbershop. Oh, man. Yeah, he certainly did. He yeah. certainly did. And it's amazing that the uh, the customers appreciate him showing up. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he made that merchandise with those uh, logos. Yes. And he passed out a few of them. Oh. So if you see the logo on the streets, it's because King Cat was gracious enough to pass them out to customers. Yeah. So that was awfully nice. Awfully nice. Which, hey, you know, hey, I got good news, J-Rod. Uh oh, tell us about that. We got some money. Uh-oh, I love money. Yeah. All right. Like Baby Know It All like Similac. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not addicted to money. We okay. just appreciate it to pay the bills. So um, 
we had someone send in uh, a check and and a and a tape, and they want us to play their ad. Oh, it's another commercial. It is, and uh, only thing I know about it from the forward they sent was that um, it's comparable to the Girls Gone Wild video, but I guess it's kind of a competitor type. Oh yeah, I haven't heard it, but uh, hey, they sent the money, I deposited. So, <laughs> so we're gonna we gotta play. roll with it. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Because I do remember those videos of Girls Go Wild. It was like at the like spring breaks, mm-hmm. beach parties and things like that. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was we played those way back in the day and it was pretty fun and pretty funny. I, I, I never heard of those my mom. Yeah, sure. parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> I, I'm not believing that. I am not oh, believing yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Well let's see what this commercial had to say about it then. Okay. Let's roll. Oh wow. check so it is what it is that's a crazy product there crazy product uh you know one of the things that uh they were talking about in the barbershop is that the uh um, old school music right mm-hmm. now it was it was really just old school music now but they're talking about the 90s yeah when they started off with the uh the gangster rap 
Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about how negative. Uh, yeah, old gangster rap. That's when you had to wear a bulletproof uh, vest to the dance. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm going to play one of them. I want to see if you can remember what this is, all right? Let's see if you can get this one. Google Fi, a phone plan by Google. Save up. Well, hey, that was a bit of a real commercial there. Okay, we sorry. <laughs> we ain't Google. get no money for it though. You sure? I mean, it, it'd be all right. All right, go ahead, Google. Just go ahead and play it. Maybe we'll get some money. I don't know. To four hundred dollars when you join or add a line with Fi, you'll get end-to-end encryption for secure calls between Android phones on Fi, plus built-in VPN to keep your online connection private, all with no contracts. Sign up today. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. G was on the streets. You know, it started off with some hardcore. <laughs> you know, you know, we are regulate the stealing of this property. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We're making songs about committing crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you use that as evidence. Oh, here's one. Oh yeah. Come on, come on. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, it's like worth living. Should I blast myself? I'll be a porn, even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill him, he's a heat, bro. Get it to the kids who the hell cares. One less hungry mouth on the welfare. Bird ship him, don't let him deal with brothers. Give him guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead. I got love for my brother, but we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We gotta start making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how I was supposed to be. I can never double take a brother if he's close to me. Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids, but then change. That's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Did you use the rock on Ooh. that or what? Man, let me tell you something. The reason why Tupac is the greatest rapper of all time is not just because he, you know, um, you know, he was a great lyricist and, and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of great lyricists, but he really talked about a lot of social issues. You know, he was a very diverse rapper. He rapped about mm-hmm. a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. But he would also incorporate and several of his songs, some real social messages that were powerful, more powerful than what anybody else could do. And yeah. this is this is one example. Yeah, I agree. And this was one of the things that when I used to criticize the music of the 90s that I think that they overlooked. And they actually overlooked the motivating factors of a lot of these songs. And this was definitely motivating uh, African-Americans to make a change. In fact, Arthur, would you be so kind and, and just tell us a little bit more about maybe the mindset or the meaning of the song. Uh, Go ahead and do that for us. Tupac desires to see positive changes in the African-American community but is pessimistic about them actually transpiring. 
he talked about all of the different issues that were related to his era of influence notably racism, police brutality, drugs, and gang violence. The tone of the lyrics are defensive and argumentative because Tupac talks about racism and cops treating colored people like the mean nothing. Although his voice is calm and relaxed, the lyrics show how angry he is. Well, I do agree with that. Yeah. I do agree. You nailed that, Arthur. You certainly you, you did. You nailed that. I give you a lot of credit on that. That's right. That's it. Arthur, you can go ahead and expect a, a paycheck Friday. <laughs> 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 but you know, when I when they were talking about this in the shop and I heard this song, I thought about, okay, that was songs in the 90s, right? That was mm -hmm. the 1990s. And he was talking about his community, our community, to make a change, a change for the positive. Yeah, and so what I did, I looked up a little bit of statistics, um, and I did it at random, you know. So you know, I was trying to just get some type of way to measure our success, mm -hmm. see that we uh, uh, follow the lead of Tupac to make a change in our own community, and this is what I found out. Uh, first of all, about population. Mm -hmm. um, now, let me ask you, Casey. Do you remember or do you know the population around 1990s of African Americans in the United States? The, like the percentage? Yes, or, the percentage. Uh, I want to say around 12%. And you spot on. And mm -hmm. You spot on. It was 12% in the 90s. Now, if we move forward to the 2000s, it kind of stayed flat, right? Because mm -hmm. we had 12.9%, uh, uh, almost 13%. Yeah. So it seemed like we made a, a little adjustment there. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of the coin, we are not the largest majority minority group in the United States anymore. Right. That is now the Hispanics. Yeah, right. Hispanics. Yeah, so they have taken over, which means that they have a higher, more of a voice than we do mm -hmm. when it comes to the political arena Yes, because of that percentage. So we may have increased our population slightly. However, I don't think that was a positive change. Mm -hmm. Now, also in the 90s, oh, we was getting down to come to high school because in high school, our graduation rate was 83.2%. Mm. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but now. Take a guess. Remember, we said talking about change. Yes. In the 2000s, what do you think it was? Uh, I'm gonna say a decline based on what I've seen. Yeah. So you're going maybe, in the right direction. Maybe uh, 80 percent. A little less. It declined to 77 percent. Ah. It was a six percent decrease in Man. high school graduation from the 1990s to the 2000s. Change. That's negative change. That's right. Not so positive. All right, but that's okay. We may rebound here because right? okay. then we're going to talk about college graduates. All right. All right. In the 1990s, the college graduates of African American was 57%. What do you think it was in 2000? Hmm. I'm going to try to be optimistic here. And those that went to college are trying to do something, I'm say 60%. You sure were trying to do something, uh, but it's a decrease again. Yeah. In the 2000, only 42%. And we was going through some struggles. Must have been, because we went from 57 down to 42. So change, not so positive. No. Uh, let's talk about income, the average income. Now, we're talking about average income. That's a wide range, mm -hmm. right? That's a wide range. But in uh, the 90s, the average income of an African-American family was 33,784 cents. That's right, 33,000. Let's fast forward to the 20,000s. Take a guess, Casey. What do you think? Well, shoot. Um, uh, about 43,000? Uh, you would think. You would think it goes up. But yeah. in fact, it went down. 
No. Yes, it did. From 1990? That's right. No wonder we struggling. <laughs> we ain't got nothing. <laughs> it seems like that's a, that's a fact. And the price of everything went up. You're absolutely right. But the, the medium or the average uh, income for African-American family in 2000 is 29164 Now, I do believe that, I think even you mentioned this fact, KC, is that a lot of it had to do with the manufacturer swing where we're losing those manufacturer jobs yeah. or what we like to say low-skilled jobs. Mm-hmm. And we're not quite there. Good paying, low skill jobs. Yes, good pay, low skill jobs. You're absolutely right. And and we just haven't recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I would like to see in another five or seven years, um, if there's an increase, because now there's warehouse and uh, distribution centers that have low skills and may make up the gap. Uh, but there is a correlation between the graduates of college, fifty-seven percent. It was up to 33%. And then when it dropped down to 42, it went down to 29. I think there may be some type of correlation there. Then I have one other statistic, and this is a size statistic, and this is the percentage of African-American in prison population. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, buddy. It looked like it was 26.8 in 1990. What do you think it was in um, 2000? Um, Probably... Probably twenty eight percent. It's pretty close. It was flat. It's uh. it flat. It's around. It's around the same percentage. Now, with saying that, all that, I just wanted to say that, brothers, think about it. Don't think about what society can do for you. Think about what are you doing for society. What are you doing for your race? That's all, all right. I want you to think about. All right. With that, I I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to close off. Thank you, listeners. And Casey, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can just close us out of here on that serious note. Yeah, we got to make changes. Black America. And it starts with you. You do something positive for your community and it benefits all of us. I want to thank you for listening to, to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family and friends about our podcast. We say, Go, go 